This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Global financial leaders are keeping an eye on the Russian invasion of Ukraine and what it might mean for world hunger. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen took part in a virtual event today with officials from the World Bank, International Monetary Fund, and International Fund for Agricultural Development. The event comes as the world seeks to adjust to the invasion of a major food exporter as the Russian invasion nears nearly two months in length. Yellen says the immediate impacts have been evident. The war further exacerbates pre-existing price and food supply pressures. Some countries and regions, which were already food insecure and facing emergencies, are now confronting additional price increases and supply disruptions for imported food, fuel, and fertilizers. Early estimates suggest that at least 10 million more people could be pushed into poverty due to higher food prices alone. She says the response should be informed by previous experiences. Phil Brasher will have a deeper look at the event and the world's response to global hunger concerns in his story in tomorrow's AgriPulse newsletter. The Biden administration is pulling back some Trump administration-era steps to address the reach of the National Environmental Policy Act. Under the administration's action, environmental impacts would need to be evaluated by federal agencies in the decision-making process for things like infrastructure construction. Brenda Mallory is the chair of the White House Council on Environmental Quality. She says the changes will provide regulatory certainty, reduce conflict, and help ensure projects get built right the first time. But Caitlin Glover with the Public Lands Council and National Cattlemen's Beef Association disagrees. She says the Biden administration's action returns environmental analysis to a failed model that industry and government have long agreed is woefully inadequate and inefficient. The pre-2020 framework restored by the administration, she argued, would impact progress made as part of an ongoing NEPA process. The NEPA review process has long been cited as a regulatory hurdle for the construction of roads, bridges, and pipelines, but many Western livestock producers also interact with NEPA reviews in the pursuit of grazing permits. Finally today, the impacts of climate change could someday be observed in the spread of a disease impacting outdoor workers. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. An infectious disease found in some major growing areas could gain a much greater geographic reach as the climate changes. Valley fever currently infects people primarily in hot, dry regions, including California's Central Valley and parts of Arizona. Los Alamos National Laboratory postdoc researcher Morgan Gores says the fungus that causes it thrives in undisturbed soil. And then when you have very productive soils like the agricultural soils, it might not do so well. But if winds pick up the fungal spores, they can infect people nearby. That puts all outdoor workers at risk. Still, Gora says valley fever doesn't get much public attention, though it's been around since the 1930s. A West Nile virus was introduced to the United States in 1999, and everyone's heard about West Nile virus. But on average, more people pass away, die each year from from valley fever than they do West Nile virus. Gorris's model predicts valley fever could be found throughout the western United States and as far north as the Canadian border by the end of the century. But that's under the most dire scenario. What we found was that with reduced greenhouse gas emissions, the area that 
maybe endemic to valley fever in the future was more limited. So reducing greenhouse gas emissions may reduce the spread of the disease. While valley fever can be fatal, others live with the infection without ever becoming sick. You can read more about the risk in this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farm and ranch families care about their communities. Through the Harvest for All program, Farm Bureau donated the equivalent of 30.5 million meals in 2021. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.